Hello there, my beautiful cozy babes, and welcome back to the Cozy Babes Club. I hope you are so excited for today's episode because we are getting into the fall content, which is like, honestly, from the poll that I put out with last week's episode, most of you said that you were autumn cozy babes. Like that is the vibe that we are all on. Obviously not everybody, but many of you, I want to say it was something like... It looks like 72.6% of you that participated in the poll, y'all are autumn cozy people. We had 6.5% spring, 8.1% summer, and then a whopping 12.9% for winter. I kind of suspected that, that most people would be autumn or winter people. I did not expect it to be overwhelmingly autumn though. Like 72.6% y'all are, y'all are in the witch bitch thoughtum club. I don't know if you knew, but I am so happy to be here y'all. Like, we're going to catch up a little bit before we get into the meat of today's episode. But first and foremost, uh, today when I'm recording this, it's August 24th. So for y'all, it's going to be August 28th. It is the first week of September is this like during this week. So that's why I feel comfortable getting into the fall content. But uh, today... August 24th is pumpkin spice latte day, mother truckers. Uh, you know that my ass, as soon as I got up, had breakfast because your girly is not drinking coffee on an empty stomach ever. Uh, we are not doing even the decaf on an empty stomach because it's not good for your hormones. If you didn't know that, uh, drinking caffeine on an empty stomach actually can disrupt your hormone balance. So we do not do that. But uh, after I get up, have some water, had a little brekkie. I went out to my local star babies, checked out all the new fall merchandise. Cause I'm not going to lie to you. I hate that I'm like this, but I do collect the Starbucks tumblers, not all of them. Like I'm not dying to own every single one that comes out, but I would say I probably buy one at least once per season, if not two per season, <laughs> you know, water cups are my emotional support and I am not against collecting cute little cups. So, um, I did see some while I was there getting my PSL, my little pumpkin spice latte. Uh, I did see some that I liked. I didn't make a purchase though, uh, surprisingly, because there were actually quite a few things from the collection this fall that I really liked, but I couldn't decide. And I'm a firm believer that if you can't make a decision within the first like two minutes, you need to walk away from the decision and come back to it. So, uh, I might own a few pieces from this collection this year because the fall stuff is is usually my favorite, but they just had so many adorable tumblers, cups, you name it out. They even had this like mustard yellow tumbler that was like this like mattified finish. If I'm being totally honest with you, it's like, I'm just going to say it. We are no filters on this podcast. Uh, it's like to me, like sex toy material, <laughs> like vibrator material. If y'all like, if the girls that get it, get it. Okay. It's like that kind of mattified material, but mustard yellow. And it's like a tumbler to keep your drinks hot. And I just really envision myself. I am that person. It's probably my toxic trait, but I really am that person that I see an item that I like and I will be envisioning my whole life and how this item is going to make my life better. This is literally why I think I'm a level seven susceptible. Those of y'all that have seen the show community know exactly what I'm talking about, but it's the Dean in community. He talks about like 
people can just sell him things because he's susceptible to ads. I feel like I am so naive when it comes to being sold to. People can sell me almost anything. And I don't think that that's a good thing. I think that that's a toxic trait. So I am that person that I will immediately be like, oh, I see myself on my hot girl walk doing this, having my little bone broth and my little star babies mustard yellow tumbler. I need this. It will make my life complete. But like I said, I couldn't make a decision between all the beautiful cups they had. So I walked away empty handed today. But um, very excited to have my first pumpkin spice latte of the season. Let me tell you how I ordered it. So today I ordered my pumpkin spice latte with soy milk, which is, I prefer soy milk, to be honest. I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions about soy milk. Uh, I'm not here to please anybody. I am here to just tell you, I'm here to just be a vibe. Okay. You can get your oat milk. You can get your regular milk. I don't care. I personally prefer the taste of soy milk. So I ordered mine with soy milk. Uh, and then I just got like, however they make it. So it's like the syrup that they use and all that jazz. I also picked up because they had them in the store. One of the cake pops, it's like a bat. It's like a little purple cake pop. So I picked one of those up with my coffee today. And I think I nursed this drink for like four or five hours today. It does take me a long time to drink a grande anything from Starbucks. Like even if I order like an iced matcha, matcha grande, I will be drinking that all day. I am not so like, it's funny too. I have a sister that does this exact same thing. Uh, we'll get like drinks from Starbucks, but we'll drink them all freaking day. So I literally just before sitting down to film this finished mine and I'm a little sad, but I do have pumpkin spice, uh, creamer in my fridge right now. And I do have decaf coffee because now that I've had a coffee, I won't have another one. Uh, I do have decaf coffee if I want to drink that in a little bit. And I probably will, to be honest. So PSLs are back. How are we feeling about that? I hope you all, if you're into the Starbucks biz new, I hope you are all out there getting your pumpkin spice cold foams, your pumpkin spice lattes. Uh, they newly this year released a pumpkin spice chai. I will probably be trying that tomorrow. My husband and I actually have a date to go out to Trader Joe's tomorrow. It's a little far from our house. So when we go, it's always like special. Fingers crossed that they have all their fall stuff in the store. If they don't, I'm going to be a little upsetty about it, but I'll get over it. Um, I'm just, I'm so ready for fall. I need everybody to get with the program personally. Uh, I know that some stores do have stuff out already. Like I know Home Goods has stuff out. My local grocery store has stuff out. That's why I was able to get the pumpkin spice creamer already for coffee. Uh, so like I'm seeing fall, but I'm really hoping that Trader Joe's is going to have stuff out this week. Otherwise I will be so sad because I don't get to go there very often. So when I do, it's like a treat. Okay. So PSLs aside, uh, the other thing I really wanted to talk to you about before we get into it is first of all, on my Patreon, I released an autumn reads. So I talked to y'all about the 11, yes, 11 books that I'm reading this fall. And some of them are like books I'm just finishing. So that's why there's so many is because there's some that I'm nearly done with or more than halfway through. And I wanted to include those because I just want to wrap them up. But, um, I talked to y'all about the 11 books that I'm going to be reading for fall. And within that, one of the books that I'm currently reading is 
twilight. I can't, like, I don't know what possessed me, y'all. Probably because I moved to the Pacific Northwest a couple years ago. I used to say, like, when I was 15 years old, when I was reading the original Twilight book, I used to say that I wanted to live my best Twilight life. Like that was like my goal at that age was to move to Washington, you know, meet some cute boy. Cause I was not with my partner that I'm with now. Uh, we didn't get together until I was like just shy of my 17th birthday. We've been together for almost 15 years. Uh, actually I think it was 15 years this year. It'll be 16 years in April, but, um, dang, we're almost at a point where we've been together longer than we haven't been. That's so crazy. Like we're about to, because we got together when I was 16 years old and I'm 32. So we literally just hit like the halfway mark roughly. Anyways, uh, that's so crazy to think about that. I will have like been with him longer, but in any case, rereading twilight has been such a journey. Like not only do I, I can't stand Bella's character, by the way, like her character. And I used to relate to her so much at that age. I wanted to be her. And now I'm like, God, she just like never takes ownership for her life, is a chronic complainer. Um, and I can't stand people like this. This is like, you're about to hear some tea and some shade from Chloe Taylor. I just want to pre-warn you. This is like one of the biggest reasons that I have broken up with friendships in the past is if somebody is a chronic complainer and never takes ownership for themselves or their life and treats, treats their life like they are a victim to everything. Don't get me wrong. Please don't take this as you can't be a victim of circumstance because you absolutely can. I think that that is very real. I think before anybody can be the hero of their life, they always have to go through victimhood first. Like that is just how life works. But I'm talking people that like I've been friends with for like three or four years and they are always the victim, never trying to take ownership, even the way they speak about their lives. It's like... Every little thing is somebody else's fault. Like, ugh. I want to give specifics so bad, activating in like, I'm going to piss you off kind of way. I feel like being in my energy, I have a way of like, I don't know if it's just because I believe in myself so much and I am always willing to go for it. I feel like my presence, This I'm going to be tooting my own horn for a second. My presence is a gift. Like, I feel like, People, when they're around me, they start to feel more encouraged to be themselves because it's almost like when you're next to somebody that does that, they give you this silent permission slip. And not that I'm saying anything, doing anything, telling people how to be, but I feel like in my presence, I just don't really keep people around me that are willing to stay stuck ever. And I think that's because I myself don't allow that. And so... I feel like often people that come into my life that want to have that like super victim mentality, always a victim to circumstance, I literally just can't tolerate it. I have a zero tolerance in my life for that. Zero patience, zero tolerance. And I think it honestly probably comes back to the fact that my mom acts like that. 
And that's something that I've actively tried to go against is not letting myself be a victim of circumstance and always being an active participant in my life. And even if I fall down, I want to say, I, I don't know if I said this last week or not, there was an episode that I shot and then ended up deleting. Cause it was just like, I word vomited way too much. And I was like, we cannot put this out on the podcast right now. We're going to have to reformulate that. Uh, so I don't remember if I said it or not, but that's something that like, if I could think about my strengths and weaknesses, a strength that I have is I do not allow myself to stay stuck. I do not like I might fall down. I might feel like I'm stuck for, I'm going to say like a maximum of two weeks, but Chloe Taylor will never take anything laying down. She will never stay stuck. I will always get back up and persevere. You are never going to beat me far enough down ever. Like that's just, it's not who I am. It's not in my nature. I'm not that kind of person. I am resilient as fuck. And uh, I know that from my own experience over and over again of trying new things, becoming different versions of myself, deciding to make changes in my life for the better and create improvements. I know that about myself. I trust that in myself because I've seen myself execute time and time and time again. And that comes down to like building rapport with yourself in general. But anyways, we're getting super sidetracked. My point to talking about this was that Bella's character is such a victim of circumstance. Her character makes me crazy. And I think originally when I read the story, I, I loved it so much because the person I was the closest to in my life, my mom is very much that kind of person. And so to me, it was like, oh yeah, this is like totally how you're supposed to be. This is who I will be forever. And man, I'm so glad I don't have that attitude towards life anymore. I'm so happy I took ownership of my life and became the resilient individual that I am because honestly, I feel like the way that I live though, there's always room for improvement. There's always things I would like to be doing or changing. I've Honestly, I feel like I have like a pretty good, like, I, I feel content. I feel happy with life. And I feel like I created that. Anyways, this, this just turned into like a Chloe talking awesomeness about herself segment. That was not what I was going for. The main point is reread Twilight if you haven't. I feel like it's been a journey for me reconnecting with my teenage self and Honestly, Team Carlisle over anybody. Carlisle, hottest vampire, especially in the movies. Uh, I'm just going to say it for anybody in the back who thinks differently. Uh, Jacob was the right choice. I was Team Edward. I think I'm still technically Team Edward because my little Cancer Venus romantic heart cannot handle thinking that she could have ended up with Jacob. But my 32-year-old heart versus my 15-year-old heart uh, Jacob was the better choice. It, he made more sense. They made sense together. Edward is kind of a piece of shit. Uh, but my diehard romantic self was never going to let that relationship die. So, uh, still team Edward, even though I know better. <laughs> uh, and I'm not like, I'm only on the first book. I don't even know if I'm going to read the whole series. I just, I've just been so tickled reading the book. And I also have seen the movie so many times that I didn't realize how much got cut from the movie that is in the book. Like there are so many things, even in the first like one, 200 pages that are all like so many instances that don't show up in the movie. And I was like, dang, I've seen the movie like probably dozens of times since the last time I read this book. Cause I watch the movies one to two times a year, every single year. It's just like tradition for me, but 
It's just been a really fun experience. I encourage you to do that with any books that you read as a younger version of yourself. There's another series I've been thinking about getting back to as well. Not right now, maybe like at a different time. I have too many books in my TBR to be read. But uh, Blue is for Nightmares by Lori Faria Stollers. That whole series I read when I was in high school and I was obsessed. Uh, which makes sense because I wasn't even a witch at the time. Like I wasn't like into saying that. I, I honestly didn't really know much about witchcraft, but it was like my first... I would say it was my first like little toe into witchcraft was in high school, even though I didn't come full circle with that until I was in my twenties. Uh, the main character is into Wicca and like witchcraft and stuff. And it's very much talked about in the books. And I remember being in high school and like making a little sleep potion one time uh, for myself. And I definitely got it from this book series. Anyways, Point being, I need to go back and read the series at some point because I think it did good things for me. But I digress. That's what I wanted to catch up on you with. And now I want to talk to you about basically what it entails to do a reset on your life for autumn. This is going to be a two-part series. This week, we're going to talk about doing like the personal reset for yourself, your body, your mind, that kind of stuff. Next week, we're going to talk more about like resetting your home, your environment stuff. So let's dive in after a word from our sponsors. All right, y'all. So the first thing we're going to do, it wouldn't be a segment from me if this was not number one on the priority list. You're going to make a new autumn vision board. I am a firm believer that vision boards should be done once per season at minimum. I'm even a big fan of a once a month if you just have smaller vision boards. Like maybe it's a board that has like six images instead of, you know, 50, 30 to 50. Doing them once a month on the new and full moons, like changing them out at every new moon, I think is a good practice if that's something you're really into. But if that's too much to ask, I'm a big believer in resetting it every season. I feel like you can do one big one for the year, and I've definitely done that before. But I don't know if it's just me. Maybe you've noticed this for yourself. I notice that when it comes to vision boards, throughout the year, my vision will change. And that's normal. Sometimes you'll manifest things off of that board. I have such insane results when it comes to vision boards. It's one of the best ways that I personally manifest that I have such crazy results that I feel like I have to change mine out every season. And the cool thing about this is it allows you to be more intentional with your life as well, instead of just like slapping a bunch of stuff together at the top of the year and then four or five, six months into the year, realizing that either all this stuff has already happened and it's outdated now, you're not bringing any new energy in, or that your vision for your life in six months completely changed, which is not uncommon. So it also kind of gives you a point to reevaluate your goals once per season and ask yourself what you really, really want. Like if this season, if this autumn could be your it girl, it guy, it person. I'm going to go with girl here because that's how I identify and we're using my perspective, but please fill in the blank here appropriately for yourself. Uh, you know, if what, like being that girl for yourself, 
what would this season of your life look like? What would you make more room for? And a great way to do this, in my opinion, like honestly, get out your notepad on your phone for a second and just like take a small little note here to do this for yourself later. Or you can do it while you're listening to the podcast. But these are the areas personally that I would check in on myself with per season. And I would give myself three to five images per section. So if you don't know what a vision board is, basically it's just a board. You can do a dig. I do digital because it's easier, but you can even just have like a Pinterest board for autumn 2023, but it's whatever you feel called to. And you want to put images on this board uh, of the points that I'm going to give you in just a second to check in with yourself. Um, you're going to put images on this board representing what you want to create more of in your life. I wouldn't put things on this board that you want to let go of because you don't want to show your subconscious day in and day out. You don't want to keep showing and flashing images to yourself of things that you don't want in your life. So I would say it's more about creating what you do want and for the season, what are you hoping to grow? What are you like if... And don't limit yourself. I would say make this a balance of like things that feel believable to you and don't feel like you can't throw in a couple of like, those are some pie in the sky things. Like one of my vision boards, I don't even have it anymore because I often will deconstruct vision boards and like put things that I still want that haven't happened throughout the year on the next rendition. When I used to do physical boards, I would throw away things that already happened. I wouldn't keep the pictures. And I had a vision board from this year, like within the last 12 months, it might've been last year, but like towards the end of last year, I don't know where the image is anymore. Cause I think I threw it away, but it was literally an image of, it said Chloe Taylor authenticity. And it was like enrolled now. I didn't know what this was going to be. I just told myself I wanted to create two successful courses this year. And I have now done that. And it was something that happened like it wasn't effortless, but it was something that I forgot that I even had the goal of that. I just, my subconscious saw it every day. My courses, both of them have authenticity in the title. One is called the authentic self journey. And the other one is called authentically aligned. And both of them are like two successful courses on authenticity. So it's just kind of crazy. But in any case, these are the areas that you want to check in with yourself. You can add or subtract whatever areas you feel like fit for you more, but for your vision board for the season, I would give yourself, let's say two to five images. It depends on how busy you want your board to be and how many categories you have. But these are the areas I would check in for myself of what I'm doing and where I see myself going. So sleep is at the top of my list because I'm going to be real with you. My sleep has been a fucking nightmare. <laughs> It's been a nightmare, Linda. I have been going to bed whenever I want and waking up whenever I want, which I do think is very divine feminine of me. To be honest, putting yourself on a clock is very masculine and it is the way that the world is dominated at this time by. And most of us do not have the privilege of being able to just wake and sleep whenever the hell you want. I get that. I am very privileged. I understand that I live a lifestyle where I can do that. Not for everybody. But within this, I kind of hate it because sometimes I will go to bed at like 
10 p.m. and I'm up at seven o'clock in the morning or earlier. Other times I'm going to bed at four o'clock in the morning and getting up at 2 p.m. and I don't like that, especially as we move into the autumn season when the days are going to be getting shorter where I live. There is a point because I live in the Pacific Northwest and we are so far north. Uh, there are days where we only get like a six hour sunlight day, especially in winter as we get even darker into the year. But I deal with seasonal depression. The winter is really hard for me and it's better if I'm on a sleep schedule that honors the sun, especially during the darker months of the year. So sleep is my number one. Okay. I need to be evaluating my sleep hygiene and what the hell is going on because I don't, I haven't had sleep hygiene pretty much all summer long as we've had really long days here. I don't feel the need to have a sleep schedule because I don't have children. I work for myself and I just, I haven't had any conflicting plans where I've had to wake up at a certain time for somebody else. So I've been able to just wake and sleep at my own leisure. And I actually think in some ways that's been very healing for me because I grew up in a household where like, if my dad came into my room at seven 30 on a weekend, he would be like, 7.30, the day is half over, blah, 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 blah. And I it, like, my dad was never military, but I feel like he just had this attitude of like, if I'm up, everybody should be up. And I feel like I really lived my life thinking that I was terrible if I didn't do that. And first of all, why have we designed a world where morning people, quote unquote, have all the privilege? Why have we done that? Why is it not okay to sleep in until noon? Why do we tell people that that makes them lazy and unfit and terrible? It's been a lot of deconstructing for me, but it's been really good for me being able to just kind of do what I need to as I am. I feel like it's actually helped me to come out of fight or flight. And it's also helped me to come out of survival mode and get back into my rest and digest. So, but I know coming up, it will have to change. So sleep is at the top of my list. Fitness, girl, let me just tell you the hot girl walks. I'm lucky if I walk twice a week. She has not been doing her hot girl walks. She has not been doing her fitness girly era. And do I feel guilty about this? Yes. Not because I need to do it for somebody else, but because I can move my body. I And this actually comes from one of my really good friends. Since I can move my body, I would like to. I have the privilege of being able to move my body and I would like to do that. And also like, I don't plan to be here for a short time, y'all. I'm going to be like a dinosaur. I'm going to live to literally be 220. And you can't be living to be 220 if you are not caring for the body that you have. So fitness is high on my list as well. Um, I put foods on here because... I understand that some people you wouldn't put food on your list because maybe that is a very triggering subject for you. I get it. I've been there. I've dealt with eating disorder myself on both ends of the spectrum before, but when it comes to food for me, it kind of ties into everything. It ties into my sleep. It ties into how I move my body, especially because I deal with hormone trouble and I also deal with chronic inflammation. The way that I eat it like basically, if I am not eating in a way that supports my body, my body pays the price. And I know that this is technically true of everyone, but I feel like when you deal with chronic inflammation, 
it will like make it to where I feel like my body doesn't want to move. And I experience more pain. I experience more inflammation. I experience like just more uncomfortable feelings in my body when I am not taking care of it with my diet choices. And I got to be real with you. I've been eating a lot of dairy. I've been eating a lot of gluten and your girl has been, I don't really feel like I've been eating out a ton. I do cook at home, but I feel like I've just been eating a lot of crap. Like I've been eating a lot of chips, a lot of chocolates, a lot of desserts. My husband works at a bakery now. So it's like even worse because he brings home all these little delicious cookies and don't get me wrong. I think it's fine to eat those things. I wouldn't even, excuse me. I wouldn't even remove them from my diet completely, but it's the level at which I feel like I have been consuming that I'm really not happy with. And I can tell because it, my body feels some type of way and I don't feel good. I don't feel like I can wake up and just move my body in any way that I want to. It affects my ability to actually be like a person that can move. So food to me is on this list. So I'm going to make sure that I'm putting pictures of like meals that I would actually like to have that are more balanced for me. Um, then I have work on my list as the next category. And obviously I work for myself. So when it comes to work, any goals that I might have, I want to make those known. I would say that my biggest goal right now, aside from hitting a million downloads on the podcast, which we're, st I think we're technically still under 300k. I think I quoted us at 300k downloads recently and I think it's actually closer to like two we're over 250k though. So it's like somewhere in between there I'd have to check again. I try not to check it too religiously, but if there's a specific goal I'm trying to hit in the autumn, I would say I'm still working on that and I would put that on my list, but I really want to get my tarot reading videos back to getting at least 40k views per video. I feel like I have been sitting in the like 15 to 25k range for a while and that's like over a month of the video being out. I might garner that where in my gosh, in Chloe Taylor's prime, oh my gosh, I was getting like 60-70k views a video and that felt really good, but I feel like I would just like to manifest my readings basically hitting more people. I would like to expose our community to more people and help more people as well. So I think that's definitely something I want to work on for this autumn and maybe even producing a little bit more content over the autumn time so that we can hit those goals better. Uh, the next thing I would say is rela or relationships. So I've actually done this before in the last vision board I made. There's a picture of my husband and, or not, it's not my husband, but it's a picture of like a male hand and a female hand or what would, you know, there's like a hand with longer nails that appears more feminine. And then there's like more of a masculine hand with two passports. Uh, my husband and I have not traveled, but he did get his passport. So I feel like that technically is a win. <laughs> um, he does have his passport so that we can, uh, eventually. And, uh, I also had a picture of like, basically it was, 
a couple like holding hands over a plate of oysters. We actually did that in the summer this year. And my husband got really into planning dates. And so like, I feel like the stuff that I wanted out of the relationship, I really did receive. And I feel like I just want to add more stuff like that to my vision board of like cute little at home date nights, scary movie nights, things like that. Uh, the next category for me is going to be spiritual. Let me just tell you, I have been back on my witch shit. Uh, I have actually been doing ritual way more than I probably have in the last like two years. I, when I first got into witchcraft in 20, no, when did I get, it was like 2017, 2018. Uh, that was when I first really got into it. I believe it was like early 2018. And the first year of learning about witchcraft, maybe even the year prior, I felt like I learned so much at that time. I studied and studied and studied and I feel like I was really into like every lunation, every full moon, every new moon. I was doing ritual. I was making space for that in my life. And over the past two years, I just really haven't done that. And I feel like I've been getting back into it. I haven't been doing as much like lunar magic, but when I have something that I'm dealing with that keeps coming up in my life, I have started to get to a point where I get into ritual about it. If I'm dealing with relational stuff, it's not that I'm going to hex or curse somebody in my life, but I'm going to ask my guides for more guidance and I'm going to do something to improve my aura, improve my energy, spell crafting to give me more. Uh, and recently I actually, there's this really cool candle store close to where I live that actually sells like witchy related items and they're handcrafted, which is so cute. Um, in order to keep myself like safe and, you know, keep people from doxing my location, I'm going to not share the store, unfortunately, but, uh, this store they do really cool candles and I got one that actually is for increasing follower volume, increasing clientele. And I'm definitely going to sit in ritual and work on that. And so like for spiritual though, on the vision board, this could be anything. You could put pictures of rituals down. You, if you're into Christianity, like put some Bible readers down there, you know, whatever spirituality looks like to you include that. And then this is probably my favorite category. And this is the category that I think everybody thinks vision boards are about, but this can make up like as much or as little of the vision board as you want. And this is what are your wants? What do you want this autumn? If I think about what I want, ultimately I want more drive-in movie time because we do have a drive-in theater out here and it's so cool. Uh, I want to go see like spooky movies in the woods. Um, I definitely want to get some like fuzzy socks and watch some scary movies at home, make cider or like maybe some glug, which is the Danish. It's basically like a, it's simmered wine that you put cider spices or like mulling spices in and or mold spices. It's, it's like M U L L E D not mold, but mole mold with a U M U L L D L L E D. Uh, and you like simmer that on low and you serve it warm. That would be so cute. This like little heated up wine moment, watching spooky movies with my lover, a bunch of blankies on the couch, fuzzy, fuzzy Halloween socks. It's a mood. Okay. So I would put something like that on my vision board. Um, 
I really want to do some fall baking. So I might put like a cute little baking scene or something. I want to decorate my fireplace and my house for autumn that I'm going to be doing within the next week or so. And on my Patreon, I'm going to be filming a vlog for that. So if you want to see how I like decorate stuff, make sure you follow my Patreon. Uh, it's the cozy babe tier that gets those videos. But those would be things that I would put on my vision board for the season because I want to experience those. I want, um, I'll probably include a few pictures of my merch line that's coming because I want those to like do really well. I want people to feel excited about that because I'm excited about it. Um, like, you know, just things that I would genuinely want. I might put some Peter Thomas Roth eye jellies on there. I might put some Tatcha products on there. Um, I might put a new hair mask on there. Something that I would just like to get for myself, right? Those are things that I would put on this board. It could be a new designer bag if that's what you're into, you know, maybe it's a Starbucks tumbler cup as we talked about. So you want to put your wants on there too. But I think the thing with wants is for me personally, you can be as Delulu as you want. And I will support you in that. I love being delusional. I'm big on Delulu. Uh, in fact, like sometimes I think I take Delulu a little too far. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm so good at talking about things in the present tense, like they will happen or they are happening that I can confuse other people in my life when they're like, wait, I thought you were doing this. And I'm like, girl, I'm just trying to manifest. Like I'm just trying to make it happen, but put your wants on your vision board. Don't be afraid of that. Have fun with that. You're allowed to want things, whether they're experiences or tangible items. Okay, so that's like phase one, we got to make the vision board, we got to go over the different categories of life and kind of make a board for that. Uh, I would encourage you to follow me on Pinterest, which I will link down below if you want to see that. That's where I'll be putting my digital vision board if you'd like to take things from my board, and we could all collaboratively manifest the things that we want. Um, now the phase two of this, there's three phases, phase two for your reset routine, we will get into right after a word from our sponsors. So now that you have your vision board, you see your autumn vision. It is coming to life before your eyes. You have it, you see it, you know what you're going to be doing. This makes it easier. This is why I tell you to do that as a step one, because now you're going to plan your morning and nighttime routines around this. If you have pictures of yourself taking crisp fodum hot fodum, I can't even speak fodum like thodum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you see yourself taking crisp fall or autumn hot girl walks, you need to plan a routine that includes your hot girl walk in there. If you see yourself having movie nights, you need to have a rotating routine that includes space for movie nights. If you see yourself romanticizing like a bunch of different autumn breakfasts, you need to make time in your routine to eat breakfast. What I'm saying is like, you can't just build a routine and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this super cozy autumn all season long, but you're somebody that never gives yourself enough time for breakfast you need to make sure that your routine actually mirrors what you want from this vision board. Because here's the thing, we've talked about it a thousand times, we're going to talk about it a thousand more times. 
You do not fail to receive what you want in life because you are just damned. The only reason you quote unquote fail is because you fail to your systems. If your systems are not supporting the person you're trying to become, you will not succeed. There is nobody that's going to come down from the sky, wave a little magic wand over your life and say, guess what? Your magic life is now yours. You have to be the person to put that energy into it. I always tell y'all the story of when I moved into this house and I was really sad about it because I realized that getting my dream reality and my dream life had nothing to do with a location. It had nothing to do with a pant size. If that's something that you always put at the forefront is like, when I reach this weight, then I can be happy. When I have this house, then I can be happy. When I have this car, then I can be happy. When I have this job, then I can be happy. No, you have to decide to make yourself happy today. And if there's like one thing I could teach the entire collective, it would be that. Actually, it would be to trust yourself. But we'll talk about that another time. My point is that in order for you to have that cozy, vibey, autumnal, whatever you want to see come to life for yourself, you have to be the person that is putting the work into that. You have to be the person that if you want those cozy movie nights, you have to plan the cozy movie night. If you want to be having your little hot girl drinky beverages while you're out walking, you have to be the person that takes yourself on a walk every day. So that's the, when you're building your routine, it's not about having a perfect little routine that you follow every single day. Your routine needs to reflect what that vision board is reflecting to you. So let's say you want to design a course. Okay. Let's say like you put that on your vision board. I already kind of talked to you about my courses that I put out this year that was on my vision board at the top of this year. And I did that and it wasn't effortless. There was a lot of time and attention that went into that, but I honestly forgot about it because I was too busy working on it. <laughs> I was too busy working on it to pay attention, excuse me, to the vision board. So it was on there though, reminding my subconscious, Hey, you want to create that? Hey, you want to create that? I still had to take the action steps to make it. It wasn't like somebody just dropped down from the heavens and made those courses for me. I did that. Um, and this is the same. And, and like, I also think it's really important that you don't get bogged down in the staircase when it comes to resetting your life and deciding that you want to have this little autumn reset for yourself, it's really important that you don't see the staircase as like you have to reach the top and you're never going to get there. It's really important that you just say, how can I take it one step at a time right now? How can I take the next step and then the next step and then the next step instead of looking up and going, ah, oh, shit, that top is really fucking far away. That's what's going to scare you. That's what's going to make you falter. That's what's going to make you push yourself back down the stairs is when you look at the top and get overwhelmed by how much more you have to go. It's important just to take the little steps as you're going. So when you're designing your routine, please don't overwhelm yourself. I don't even want to give you a specific guide. I can give you some ideas of what I think I'll be doing that will fit my goals for this, but it's really important that you design your routine based on your needs, your own vision board and what you want for your fall this year. And I would say like, as I've already stated, you know, no one's going to do it for you. You have to be the one to do it. But also 
if it's romanticizing your life more, you have to allow yourself to romanticize your life more. You have to make time for more stillness and less energy takers in your life, more energy givers, less energy takers. And those don't have to be people. Those can be like mindlessly doom scrolling. That is an energy taker versus spending time outside in nature. Okay. That would be an energy giver. If you want to improve your sleep hygiene, you got to be the person that puts yourself in bed at 10 o'clock at night with a book instead of something that's really, really stimulating. Um, but ultimately from that original vision board, you need to sit down and plan out what are the routines that are going to support me in making this vision real? What could I do on a daily basis? That's going to get me closer to this. And lastly, the last step of this little reset, honestly, I feel like depending on the kind of person you are, could be easy for you, could be hard for you. But I feel like I'm a little mix of both. Some things are easy. Some things are a little more difficult, but the first thing on my list, and this one is specific to me, you might have a different idea for your number one here. So the main overarching theme is going to be doing a detox. Okay. And I'm not talking about a detox, like doing a juice cleanse or anything like that. That's not what I'm talking about. Hear me out. The first thing at the top of my list under detox is not drinking. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I don't think that I just like won't ever drink again in my life. And in fact, I am wrapping up a month right now where I spent the bulk of this month not drinking at all. My goal was to not drink at all. I did drink a handful of times, but I'm actually really happy and really satisfied with where my relationship with alcohol is right now. Sorry, there was a plane going by. <laughs> I'm really happy and really satisfied with where my alcohol consumption in my life is right now. I feel like I have a really good handle on it. I feel like even when I do drink, I often will have two, where in the past I would be having four drinks, if not more. I was drinking multiple times a week, and I feel like I'm in a really good place right now where I'm drinking like a handful of times a month. And the reason I put drinking at the top of my list is I mostly did this as an example for y'all as something I would do, even though right now I'm in a really good place with this, but I would start by saying like in the past, you know, when I didn't feel like I has had as good of a handle on drinking, I would tell myself that, you know, we need to limit that to maybe one time a week or one time every two weeks. And the reason for that, that I put this at the top of detoxing is because for me, if I look at my other things, my sleep, my fitness, my foods, um, my work ethic, my relationships, my spiritual self, the things that I might desire, I can find a way to link alcohol to every single reason why I'm not getting what I want. When I drink alcohol, I don't sleep very well. When I drink alcohol, it's harder to work out because I find that the next day I don't feel as good. When I drink alcohol, I might eat really, 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 really on point, like wholesome, nourishing foods all day. I have two drinks. Suddenly I want to eat half a bag of chips because alcohol actually lowers your, um, whatever like basically tells your body to stop eating because you're full, it lowers that. So like you can just eat and eat and eat when you drink. And this is why like the drunchies are so real, the drunk munchies. So it like disrupts my relationship with my food. Uh, it disrupts my relationship with my work because kind of like with fitness, if I wake up feeling like crap, I don't 
have the energy to give to my business the way that I want to. Um, it can mess up my relationships too, because when I drink, if my partner isn't having a drink too, and we're not doing that consciously together, sometimes he wants the version of me that's not drinking or vice versa. Like it can cause more friction there or, um, let's say that I've drank and then I've ate that half bag of chips. If my partner then wants to be intimate with me before bed, I don't want to do that on a half bag of chips in my stomach. No fucking thank you. So it just like disrupts. I feel like the intimacy in my relationships. If I allow that to happen, if there's too much consuming going on, um, spiritually, I actually feel like weirdly enough, I think this is a controversial topic, but I feel like sometimes alcohol can actually make spirituality like stronger, not to excess. I do think that it's kind of like a, it's like a ascend and then a descend. Like I do think sometimes when you have just like a little bit of drink in you, it can actually help you kind of lower your, almost like your filters a little bit and connect easier. But there is a tipping point where you've done too much and now you're actually more susceptible to like to me, like more negative energy, negative entities, anything that would try to drain you on purpose because now your inhibitions have been lowered. So I do feel like alcohol and spirituality, they kind of, it's something that to me, it has a peak <clears throat> and then like a negative tipping point. So you kind of have to be careful with that one. And then when it comes to the things that I want, I could associate alcohol with not getting what I want out of life. Because again, it's affecting all the other areas of my life that would, that would set me up for success. So this is actually why the month of August, I did what I did because I noticed how alcohol was affecting all the areas of my life. I did not feel like I had a really good positive handle on my drinking. I felt like it definitely has gotten better over this summer. Like I feel like every single month I have made better and better choices and improvements to the way that I drank. I do feel like 2021 and 2022, I don't know how much I've ever really talked about it, but I feel like I just did not have a handle on my drinking at that time. And it was not good. And I was honestly really living in like a lot of shame. And I really feel like I've stepped out of that. I have a really good handle on where I am right now. And I feel good about the relationship that I have with alcohol. So the reason I put it here though, was because I just knew I wanted to talk about it in general, because I've been through this. So to me, if I was where I was at the beginning of summer, I would have put no drinking right at the top of this because I see how in the past it's affected every area of my life. And I would be adding in my, my mocktails. Okay. Pinterest is a great place to find really awesome mocktails. So is TikTok. So is Instagram. Um, the second way that I'm going to detox my life is I'm going to clean out my closet. <laughs> every, every single season I do this, uh, I go through my, I, <clears throat> I don't know if it's, every season, I would say at the very least, it's every autumn and every spring. So like both of those seasons, we're doing a closet clean out because I feel like a lot of the clothes you can wear in spring, you can wear in summer. And a lot of the clothes you wear in autumn, you can wear in the winter. So it's not just like donating things. It's also packing up your summer clothes. Now, obviously some of y'all live where it's like summer all the time or winter all the time. Not everybody needs to do this. I live in a place where we do have, you know, it hasn't been as intensive a summer this year, which I've been very grateful for, but I've been able to wear shorts, bodysuits, things that like have shorts to them instead of all sweatpants and longer clothes. So that being said, 
right now I need to be packing up a lot of those clothes, bringing all of my sweaters out, bringing all of my sweatpants out, bringing all of my coats out to the forefront of my closet. And also I need to be getting rid of some things. If there's anything that I don't, that isn't currently serving me, I need to be donating those things and possibly even taking myself on a thrifting trip if I feel like I need some extra pieces. The next area that I would detox personally from my house, this again, very specific to me, this might not be relatable to you at all, but mugs, okay? <laughs> my husband and I, before we like, I feel like everybody has this, like before you're a little bit more established, before you kind of have a little bit more of a foundation under you, there is like a thing that you might always gravitate towards buying. That's like a small pleasure. My husband and I have a small pleasure for mugs. Okay. We have been mug collectors literally since our literally the dawn of time of us being together, because I want to say one of the first gifts I ever bought for him was a mug and a tea set, like a mug. And, um, it was just like a tea of Republic or Republic of tea or whatever, some pomegranate tea. And he loved that. He loved the mug. He named it Mugsy. Um, it was a whole thing. It's like 15 years ago, but with that, we have always become like, we've always been, and we became at that time mug collectors. Uh, I would say now we collect the like been there Starbucks mugs. But the thing is, if anybody we know is listening to this, anybody me and my husband knows listens to this, please never buy me a been there mug because the point of buying them is that you're supposed to go there. And that's my husband and mine's thing is we buy them when we go to the location. It's like a treat for us. But in the past, we would be big mug collectors because you could get a mug for like $5 right? And when you don't have a lot to work with, that is like a simple pleasure, right? It's something that it's like, you're bringing a little bit of joy into your life, but it's not something that has to cost $50. So we've always been really big on mugs, especially autumn mugs. But here's the thing. It's not that we give any of them away. Sometimes we will, if we have mugs that we feel like we need to quote unquote retire, we'll donate them. But the thing is we are collectors. We do have mostly autumn mugs, but we will try to collect mugs for each season. Not every season. Do we buy a new one for every season? I actually think we've gotten a lot better about not bringing mugs into the house. New ones. We've gotten really good about like lowering our consumption there, but we will alternate our mugs out because we have such a big collection. We can do this. We will put all of our spring and summer mugs away at this time and bring all the fall mugs out. And maybe like, I might even leave the winter mug still pulled away. Like we have a Grinch mug. We have a Starbucks mug that's got Christmas trees on it. You know, we'll save that until late November, early December when we can bring the winter mugs out. And that is just like a way that it's not really a detox per se. I just feel like it's something that like you're purging, right? So we're not throwing them away. We're not donating the spring and summer mugs or the stuff that we would use to take like iced beverages out. It's more of a like, we're just going to put those away for right now and bring our new stuff out. I feel like it just gets me in the mood for fall. It like enhances my reset routines too, because I am such a drinks bitch. Uh, Y'all know I put out a reel on this on Instagram where I'm like a three drinks goblin. I have to have one that's some kind of a stimulant. 
uh, one that's for fun and one that hydrates me at all times. Like right now, I literally have my 40 ounces of water next to me, my completed pumpkin spice latte and an Olipop. Like that's normal for me. I always have three drinks sitting right next to me. Apparently that's a big sign of ADHD as well, but it's fine. <laughs> but because I'm such a drinks bitch, I feel like mugs actually tie into that reset routine. So the last area that I'm always going to be a big proponent of is when you're going through this detox for yourself, detox your phone, your computer, your iPad, your watch, whatever it is that you use technologically on the daily, clean off your desktops, desktops, make your, um, vision board your background on all of your devices. Cause if you use Canva for this, which you can for free, if you use Canva for this, you can resize everything to be the right size for your device. So, you know, do your desktop, do your iPad, maybe make a new watch face that like, I love doing watch faces where it's a photo album and it will change and go through all your vision board photos. So that's like a really good way to do that. Um, and you can put it on your iPad, like I said, do like an iPad sized one, whatever you use technologically, put it on everything. Because the more you see it, the more your subconscious drills that in. Like I said, I have high success with vision boards, so I love that. But it's not even just changing stuff over for the season. It's also go through your contacts. Are there people that you don't talk to? Delete their fucking numbers. Like, get out of there. Get out of their headspace. Um, that's like just an energy thing. When you remove phone numbers, it's like an energetic cleanse. Um, same with your computer. You know, get rid of files. Clean up the desktop. Same with your iPad. Delete things that you maybe are holding on to and your phone. We all know that you have pictures that you don't need. I would actually encourage, if you feel like doing all of your photos is too daunting, Go into your albums, especially on iPhone. I don't know how it is on Android, but on iPhone, you can go to your autumn photos from like last year, just clean out autumn from last year, or just clean out this spring and summer. Okay. Keep yourself doing that every season as you continue and your phone will always be clean and clean out any like files on your phone, text messages. Okay. Go through and just delete conversations. If you don't need them anymore, they're taking up a lot of space on your phone. Go through your voice memos. I'm big on voice memos. Cause I'm a Gemini moon. I talk about everything. Like whenever I need expert advice, I will sometimes just turn my voice memo on and talk to myself for a little bit. Um, my husband knows this about me too. I think I've told y'all about this, how I will go into my office. I will literally look at my husband and I will say, I need expert advice right now. I need to go talk to myself, please go put your headphones on and like, just do not listen to me. And I will work through my own problems by talking to myself about them. And it's not like I'm having a conversation with two people. It's just me, but I will, if, when I work through my problems, I like to work through them out loud. It helps me. So, um, I feel like I always have a ton of voice memos on my phone because of that. <laughs> so clean out your voice memos. Um, and clean out your different watch faces. If you have wearable tech, right? Clean out your watch faces. I would also say clean out your headphones. We all know that you have some crusty ass AirPods. Okay. I don't know one person in my life that has one of those little tools that you can clean your headphones with. Everybody's here just using Q-tips. Please, for the love of God, clean, clean out your crusty headphones. Uh, just do that honestly do that at least once a month. Like those things get so gross and you're putting that in your ear. Like, no sis, mm -mm, we're not doing that today. 
uh, clean out your headphones. And that is really what I have as far as a reset goes for yourself. Mainly it's creating the vision for the season, putting that into motion, and then a couple of extra things. But next week, we're going to talk more about the home changing. So like what you would want, like I know the closet could kind of fall under the home, but we're just trying to create a fall vibe. Okay. I'm going to tell you about the fall vibes, the things you're going to want to change around the house to get you into the autumn reset mode. And I hope this episode gave you all the vibes, got you really excited for fall content. And uh, please do not forget to rate this podcast, interact with it. If you're on Spotify, we always have the section where you can tell us something about it, us as in myself, but us as in the community community too. Uh, make sure you interact with the poll. If you're on Apple, leave us a review. Uh, we'd love to have that no matter what. I feel like I haven't seen any Apple reviews in a while, so definitely leave some. And, um, if you would like to connect more with me, please check out my Patreon, my YouTube channel. I also have my socials available to you. And, uh, I also have a couple courses. You can also book a private tarot reading with me if you'd like to on my website, chloetaylor.com. And thank you so much for tuning in cozy, babe. I love you so much. And I hope you have a fabulous rest of your week. Leaves turning yellow, I'm back where we first met. Ooh. It is raining, but all I can see is the summer.